This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the voice of milk in Congress with customers and in communities. Learn more at voiceofmilk.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The re-election race for some key ag races is starting to come into focus as important primary races arrive in the month of August. On Tuesday, Kansas Republicans chose Roger Marshall in a primary race to run for the Senate seat being vacated by the retirement of Senate Ag Committee Chair Pat Roberts. The race came down to the wire as Marshall was challenged by conservative former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach, who was seen by establishment Republicans as vulnerable in a November general election after his unsuccessful gubernatorial bid in 2018. Marshall will face Democrat Barbara Bowler in the general election. House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson is also on the campaign trail and took part in a candidate forum in Minnesota today. The forum was scheduled to take place at the annual FarmFest Farm Show, but was held virtually due to concerns about the coronavirus. Asked about assistance for livestock producers in the wake of COVID-19, Peterson said he's trying to get USDA to tweak its existing formulas for support. In the CFAP program, there was payments made to cattlemen. The problem is the way they did it, was not fair. So some guys got $30 a head and some people got $100 a head and it was very arbitrary. Uh, And we're trying to get the USDA, they haven't spent all the money yet, we're trying to get them to change that formula to treat people fairly. Michelle Fishback is seen as Peterson's main GOP competitor, although the primary to officially determine the Republican in the race isn't until next week. During the forum, Fishback spoke of her support of the farm safety net. We have to keep improving the support system around farmers and things like crop insurance and risk and price loss coverage. Uh, You know, we have to continue to be ready to tackle the new issues like we did um, during the trade disruptions and the COVID-19. And we also need to make sure that we're always looking forward. Peterson said he's also working to get some of the ag language on ethanol support and farm assistance direction in the House Passed Heroes Act into the final coronavirus aid bill currently being negotiated. Speaking of coronavirus aid, an Iowa Democrat says she's concerned about a provision in USDA's new food distribution program. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A House Democrat says upcoming changes to the third round of USDA's Farmers to Families Food Box program will exclude some specialty crop growers. Late last month, USDA announced plans to award contracts to farmers who can supply combination boxes with each box, including minimum requirements of produce, dairy products, meat products, and fluid milk. Representative Cindy Axney of Iowa says these changes will be problematic. Which are going to be taking away some of the products out of there that our farmers here are growing. And so that's what going to be first and foremost on my issue, my issues, because that's a change that's coming up that I didn't know about, found out about it yesterday. And that means we're going to lose opportunity for Iowa farmers to sell their products um, in that uh, fruit and vegetables box. Previously, farmers were eligible to receive contracts for single item boxes, which contained product of only one of the four food categories. USDA says in this third round of purchases, it plans to purchase combination boxes to ensure all recipient organizations have access to fresh produce, dairy products, fluid milk, and meat products. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, the Department of Agriculture is delaying a key crop insurance deadline and deferring interest on some policies. USDA's Risk Management Agency says it will authorize insurance providers to give policyholders additional time to pay premiums and administrative fees as it also waives the accrual of interest. RMA Administrator Martin Barbary says this gives producers more time to sort out how the COVID-19 pandemic will impact their operations. You know, these are on policies with premium billing dates between August 1st and September 30th. 
the big one being the August 15th billing date, which those premiums would be due October 1st. So essentially those premiums that would be due October 1st uh, won't now be due until December 1st and won't accrue any interest as long as they're paid by December 1st. USDA took similar action last year after a delayed planting season and weather concerns hit producers across the country. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative provides dairy farmers throughout the Midwest with a powerful voice, the voice of milk, in Congress, with customers, and within their communities. Edge is one of the top cooperatives in the country based on milk volume. Learn how Edge empowers farmers and listen to our Dairy Stream podcast at voiceofmilk.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.